Welcome back to the Beers and Sears podcast, episode three. Licking our wounds from the DePancing in Fayetteville. Thank God we were not there. Uh, we heard several reports of Uber drivers absolutely just keep on kicking Texas fans down on the way to the airport. And you obviously saw what happened on TV as they rushed the field and our fa- our team had to form a single file line to get out of the stadium, but we're still here. Little uh, little annoyed. John and I actually watched the game together, which might be the only game we watched together this year. It's a pretty foreign concept. But you know, we may not watch any more games together. That was not a good. Yeah, that actually I, that just got in my head too. We did not bring. The, I forgot to bring the mic to to record afterwards, and thank God. I that did. Would not have done anything. That would not have been good, and we probably would never be able to run for public office if we were recording what we were saying. It's definitely a lot more fun to do this uh, podcast after wins. I'll say that. It's just like I, it, I don't know. Like we we slugged through some really bad years, and it wasn't. It didn't feel like it hurt as bad recording after those those losses because we got numb to it. Yeah, I guess we just our hope is still high. Um, and our hope wasn't high then. So it was absolutely shitty. We're going to get into it completely. But first, as always, John, Beer of the Week. Okay, uh, Beer of the Week, kind of tri- continuing on with our tradition of the year of um, choosing beers, that, except for last week, um, choosing beers that are in line with who we're playing. I think that was actually the trend last year. But point is, uh, we're going to go with St. Arnold's Brewery out of Houston this year, or this week. Um we're going to go with the Amber Ale, which is a good beer. You get it at Minute Maid Park all the time. It is recommended to pair with a hamburger, fried seafood, mm. or honey soups. Um, the, the fried seafood is underrated. I know that doesn't sound great, but it, uh, I had when I was in Maine this summer, some good uh, like fried scallops and fried shrimp with an Amber Ale goes together very well. Just yeah, a little tidbit. No, no, I appreciate the advice. I think the best thing to know is that it's consumed, our best consumed at 50 to 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, thank God. Okay, good. Always good to know. But yeah, St. Arnold's actually started by a few guys uh, from Rice, really smart dudes who like to make beer in their uh, college dorm, is what it's called in the college dorms. I don't know if you knew that. Um, but they, uh, yeah, started it, obviously doing pretty well, got uh, bypassed by Carbach pretty quickly, but that's okay. I think I think true I think true Texas beer fans and snobs know that Carbox is kind of sold out and they were just they're just kind of the sexy name whereas St. Arnold's has always stuck true to the kind of craft you know little guy uh, mantra. Yeah, they've stayed the course. They're very much uh, a local um, place, not not going anywhere. They actually hosted my sister's uh, rehearsal dinner. That was kind of fun. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I had a few on the river this past weekend with uh, with all our friends and pals right before we watched our hearts getting ripped out. But speaking of, Texas absolutely shitting the bed against Arkansas, 40-21. to 21. Let's go over – go ahead. What we got? Before we jump into the – just was there any – did you have any feel – I know we both predicted Texas winning that game. But going into it as you were kind of driving down Friday and Saturday, I mean, thinking about it Saturday – did you start to get that kind of like hesitant, like, oh, maybe we are still the same team. We're going to choke on the road feeling. I, I definitely did. I mean, I was excited after the Ulala game. And like, I, I sort of, I would say I filled up a cup of the Kool-Aid. I didn't drink it, but I filled up the cup. I've, I, I think I drank half of the cup. Okay. 
I, I no, I, I mean a little bit. There's obviously that fear, especially when you're not there. I don't know. There's something about it watching on TV, away game at night, SEC, the whole nine. I mean, it's a big stadium. There's a hundred thousand people there. No, not necessarily, but I think more than anything, like it showed how really we didn't look that good against Ulala and we thought we were looking like, you know, the 90, 85 bears out there. And it was so humbling. I, we were talking before this and you think that Arkansas is a good team. And I don't, I don't know, man, I, I'm not, I'm not sold on that. I, I don't think that defense is really that good. And that offense, I mean, if you, if you don't let him, that quarterback that looks like he's 45 run the ball, like he did against us and just have us all on our heels. I think it's pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, they, you're right. They never really had to throw the ball. All they did was run it all over us. So. And also, I mean, the first two drive, their first two drives were, sorry, their first, uh, yeah, their first two drives, three plays, six yards. Next drive, five plays, 24 yards. I mean, nothing. And then their the drive after that was when we absolutely, uh, or they punt, we punted and they went 12 plays, 57 yards. And then from then on, it was a route. But I mean, those first two drives, you were like, okay, we can, we can do this. I know the, the momentum was going their way because our offense went three plays, four yards, and then three plays, one yard. But regardless, I don't know. I thought those first two drives, I was feeling really good. Yeah. I guess that conversation started based on whether Arkansas is good or not. I think they, they, are much improved from the team that they have been for the last three or four years at bottom, bottom barrel, bottom of the barrel and the SEC. But um, I think they definitely win a few more games in the SEC this year. But I think a lot of it, that, that game, um, again, give them credit, great game plan. They executed and just took advantage of, of being at home. I think a lot of that had to be a lot of the uh, disappointment and, I guess blowout aspect of the game was them being at home and being so pumped up to play Texas. You I know, agree. I, I agree with that. And there was obviously a little bit, the fan had a big part of it. I, you know, Dicker dropping that punt, um, you know, us not recovering that fumble, Whittington dropping the touchdown card of having missing just on a couple, not easy, but open receivers. Yeah, Again, go off the post and it went in like everything kept right. Moving. Yeah, I forgot about the, the the doink. I mean, Jerry Jones is there, the whole nine. But just for a second, to play the devil's advocate, we look terrible. We'll get into how bad the O-line and D-line looks. I know looks. where you're going. I know where you're going. If you recover that muff punt and Dicker doesn't fumble that, that punt, what happens? I'm, I'm just saying. I don't think it changes the way our defense – I mean, okay – you're down 10-0. You're down 10-0 when he – this is after they get the ball or after, you know, after they get the muff punt back. And you're down 10-0 and, then that, and they only get a field goal and they still only get a field goal off the off the block punt. No, or, yeah. Um, you know, I, I obviously I think a lot of our defensive struggles was fatigue and eventually this being worn out. But I, I really don't think if we were even in a – semi-competing still on the offensive side of our defense was going to make stops. I just don't think we were. We we really weren't. So, yes, I know I agree with you that there could have been a few plays that would have helped out. I, I still don't think we would have won the game. I, like, I don't I don't either, but it, it, it goes a lot different to me. If Jay Wood catches one of those passes, 
maybe, you know. If, if, if what? Who does? Whittington? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. If he catches one of those and maybe because then the offense actually has like a positive play that they can build off of. Yeah. He's well, never had that moment where they like broke the ice, right? right. It was always like, okay, how are we going to like – they just did not look comfortable the entire night. Until they, that's they, a great way to put it. It's an absolute just uncomfortable <laughs> – getting back to the theme of the season, the uncomfortability of this yes, team, or of this season in general. Okay, let's get in – specifics uh starting with the offense just an absolute shit show looks like vintage charlie strong uh, i mean terrible game plan o-line worst performance and i don't know how long i saw that in the past 10 years you know just since this whole era it was like of pff it was the second worst graded o-line performance um next to only thing that was worse was the 2017 tcu game um when we started, that was the game that Tristan Nicholson started at left tackle for the first time. Um, I don't know if you remember that, but it was a absolute exact same thing. I, I, I can't think of one guy who looked like they even gave a shit. They didn't weren't on the same page. Everyone's seen that one play where it it's counter. So the guard and tackle are both pulling and both guards and tackles think it's counter to the other side. So they literally all run into each other. It looked like a circus, and Majors no, is still like blocking not, the wrong guy. I have not seen that play. Oh my god! It's and Brewer Brewer's in on it too. Like Brewer has no idea what what play it is either. It, the the level of just ineptitude from a mental standpoint, on top of getting manhandled physically, was just incredible. I, I did look for. We said it at the beginning of the season: is how much, how many more times do we need to see this guy to convince us that like, okay, now he's made the step. Why not even put Hayden Connor out there or uh, Andre Carrick, Carrick or freaking Tope Amon? I mean, he's basically Denzel Luka for 2.0, but you, I don't know. Just get you got to change it up. And that depth chart doesn't change, hadn't shown any changes. And it doesn't sound like from the practice that anything's really going to change, which is maddening, but I don't know. Yeah, the, the biggest thing about the offensive line, I mean, you know, the X's and O's behind it all, but. They clearly got punched in the face immediately, and they never showed any fight whatsoever. No. Um, and then, I know that sounds like such an old user thing, but, like, I mean, come on. You got punched in the face the first few drives. Wake up. Go go fight back. I mean, especially when that one play where the play was dead and Hudson. Yeah. Kind of taking off underneath them. If someone did I, that to your quarterback, you should kind of get round up. I agree. I, 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 I one the only blessing kind of I was gonna say on this team is they only had four penalties for like twenty yards or something. So I get that they're like taught to be, you know, composed. But yeah, I mean, if your quarterback's getting late hit, there was that one they didn't call. Then they finally did call it. Like you gotta literally punch someone in the mouth. I, it was just such a pathetic effort. They really got to turn around. I don't know. Maybe you know they're gonna make out with a fat chick this weekend and rice and kind of get their heads right. But who knows? I, I, I wouldn't want to trot this, this current O-line against any big 12 defense. And I haven't seen a big 12 defense that looks great either. I mean, look at Oklahoma's as it's almost got beaten by Tulane. So it's pathetic. It's got to need to be a change. It's, you know, people are already worried about flood kind of being overrated to get into the more schematic inside, uh, you know, baseball, he loves the inside zone play, which requires a probably a better, you know, 
physicality and a larger O-line like he's used to at Alabama rather than whatever the hell we have. <laughs> and the outside zone and kind of the counters have been working, and we abandoned that this past game. And it was just so frustrating. But I don't know. Getting into the you know run run game, I mean, I don't – there's not much to say because what's Bijan supposed to do? Yeah. He's still got 19 carries, and we always said we, he's at least 20 carries or 20 yeah. touches a game. He got – they got him to the number. Um, but That's true. But he had no opportunity to be successful. So, at least it wasn't like we gave up on the guy. No, didn't give up on him. Just maybe was focused too much on the wrong wrong scheme or anything. And at, at halftime, you got to kind of shake your head and be like, okay, we got to change something up. Um, this isn't working. And I didn't see much of that, even though we, you know, we still scored on that after the interception, obviously. But you, you scored on that second possession. But still, the first possession, you come out and you go three and out immediately. So. I guess we can get to the – let's just go to receivers. We'll save quarterback for last. God, man, I'm, now I'm really remembering what it's like doing one of these games afterwards. Yeah. It sucks. Whittington dropped a pass. Uh, Cavante Dixon had two catches, and Juan Davis caught a ball. Anything else? Uh, there's nothing else to talk about. Okay, Card looked like shit. Um, he was 8 for 15. He looks – scattered and rushed the whole game and he was rushed but i i don't think the o-line actually blocked um pass blocks that bad i i mean there was a couple sacks that were 100 percent on card like moving yeah. into a guy or yeah, moving into a blitz happy feet too you know like yeah he would stand in the pocket and, and really step into some of the throws or he would kind of be looking around when he could be taking the easy check down type deal so um, yeah, I, I, I guess we transition into quarterback that everyone wants to talk about. Well, I mean, sticking with card for a little bit longer, there was also a couple times where it's very obvious it's a zone read play, and you've been running inside zone all day, and it really hasn't been working. And the weak side DN that he's reading is crashing down. Like he's like, there's no way he doesn't hand this off. There was a couple, there was a third down, I think it was like a third and four, third and five zone read. I mean, if he pulls it, you don't like, you don't have to be the fastest guy to get the first down and he is fast enough to get it. And he just hands it right off. I, I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's scared. I just don't think he's sped up. Like, I think it's just too, too fast for him. And yeah, if you say, if you say fucking the sec speed defense, I'll slap you across your face. Not you, just anyone in general. Like I, think this, he, I just don't think he has the confidence yet. It takes, I don't either. It takes a big like breakthrough moment. And Ooh, a law was not that. No, uh, not, no. I mean, he looked, he, he, even in the Ula Law game, some of his reads and, and it was just like, oh God! Like uh, even even that when that bumper pool kid came in the second half, like he was, he's a good, very good player, but like he wasn't absolutely changing the game on their defense. No, and no. and Card would still, yeah, look, you know, deer in headlights. I agree, the confidence thing isn't isn't there, and he, it never got going. I mean, it literally never got off the ground. And he was so, three of six at halftime, I think. Like. Now we're doing what we all feared, which is we're going to ping pong between two quarterbacks and ruin both their confidence. Um, but Casey came in, yeah. and I would argue maybe two or three possessions too late, um, unfortunately. But, I mean, it was like a breath of fresh air. It wasn't perfect, but I think, uh, you know, the game was out of hand at that point, so the defense was probably kind of put their on their heels a little bit. But Yeah, 
I, I, you know, again, I think he at least was able to get outside the pocket and, and, and spread the defense a little bit. So sounds like he's starting this weekend and uh, see what he does. It, it, this is the worst thing I feel like we can do, which is ping pong back and forth between the two of them. Yeah, him coming in, I, I'm not as high on in terms of like how well he looked. If you go back and watch, I mean, they're dropping eight that like there's the there's a linebacker and the four D linemen, and everyone else is 15 yards off the ball. It's a pretty easy scramble, and he made a few good throws, and and the run, the touchdown run was good, and he had a couple other decent runs. But again, like you said, the game is out of hand. I, you got to really grade that on a curve, and I'm not going to put too much effort into his performance. I'm not a opposed to him starting on Saturday I don't I don't hate it what I worry about is that Sark has always said he said it today in his press conference he was like you know we the quarterback does not run in this offense like it is not designed to be to have that type of threat he is supposed to be more of a point guard than anything and I don't know I I worry that Sark isn't going to be able to bend his scheme to satisfy the personnel and quarterback or lack thereof quarterback that we have to really make everything work. Uh, I, I don't know. We saw that with Herman and, you know, not being, you know, being headstrong and all that, but it's Casey Thompson is not <laughs> solving every issue. It's, no, he's not. But that's the point of paying Sark. What he does is to mold what he has uh, found to be successful, uh, mold that to what he has currently until he gets what he needs. You know I mean? That's, He's got to figure out a way to utilize what the talents that he has and, and take advantage of the various, um, you know, abilities of the two different quarterbacks he has. But, you know, I actually did see something. I don't know if it was during the game or later on, but it was like a stat about the Arkansas uh, DC, uh, DC. Barry Odom. Yeah, and how he had, like, actually a decent amount of success against Sark. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me, during his time at Alabama. So, by no means is that a uh, – excuse for what happened but um maybe there was some sort of like history there where these you know they were fully prepared for sark and sark just had no in-game change ready to go and just never could get anything going yeah i I remember they they flashed that i can't i think it was in like the third quarter when it was kind of like they were like reaching for something to entertain everybody yeah pretty much uh but there's I don't know. They came out in the defense that was like very, it looked like a very big 12, like, you know, light box forcing you to run on the inside and hoping when you have a safety like that, Jalen Catalan, who's really damn good against the run, who can come up and mop up quickly, you know, if it is a run, and you can play the two high safety and you can pretty much cover any sort of pass and then, you know, make sound tackles and you'll, you'll have success. I don't know. It was, I, Sarks also said in this press conference, I think on, right after the game, he's like, yeah, we didn't expect him to come out like that. I was like, okay, well, God, I hate it when coaches say that. It just drives me nuts. That's what – who said that the other day? Helton, right after he got – right before he got fired, it's just – I don't know. You're you're blaming yourself there, it's, but without. I don't know. Pisses me off. Um, okay, that's – Uh. I guess other thing on offense, um, you know, at least Hudson, the only big like, big mistake he made was that fumble. Uh, at least he wasn't, yeah. like, rolling picks out there. That's one little positive. Um, 
but yeah, he's got to find a way to get the ball um, to his athletes on the outside. I mean, I, the first pass to Jordan was, I think, on Hudson. The yeah. Second one was actually a pretty good ball. Um, mm-hmm. Another good ball or two to Xavier Worthy, and I think he missed another one to Worthy. But you know, it's it's there. Um, they just got to find a way to get Hudson comfortable in the pocket or get Casey comfortable in the pocket and and, and be successful. But uh, it was definitely concerning uh, how how bad the offense was. Ten tackles for loss allowed. Three sacks. Okay, let's move over to defense. I'm pissed. Um, this damn it. This D line really is making me look stupid and stupider. I didn't think they looked great against Ulala. They looked okay at best, and they looked terrible against Arkansas. Jacoby Jones is doing nothing. Keandre had a couple good snaps, getting after their center, but after that, he was just gassed. Didn't see much of Tavondre. We finally had an Alfred Collins sighting, but he didn't do much. Um, Vernon Broughton played. Uh, no pass rush from Ovi, and he is, he is kind of a liability against the run as well. Uh I, I don't know. I, this why is Jet Bush ever on the field? Yeah, that Byron Murphy actually played pretty well, considering he's a true freshman. I'll take it. Sorry, did you already mention the zero sacks? No. Yeah. Okay. How many sacks sure. do we have? I just want to make sure that was that was out there. How many sacks do we have? Zero. Okay, but we had seven tackles for losses. Now I think three of those were in the first two uh, of their drives, but. Really, really pathetic performance. Getting into the uh, – and also, like, the Arkansas O-line was very senior-laden, and I, they played pretty damn well and schemed up. The scheme obviously helped, but they were – these linebackers, like, Brock Myers, obviously a first-year starter, and overshone his best ability is his speed and how he can cover. So it requires a defensive line that gives him that space, and Brock Myers just needs the space because – he just doesn't have that knack yet. There's a reason he hasn't started as much as I love the kid. So when they don't have that space and they don't have that time to go make a tackle, regardless of who's running the ball, it really looks like it did this past weekend. And then you put in the fact that the quarterback's 6'4", 240, and misdirection all over the place, and it's chaos. I mean, there were some really bad plays where the backside linebacker is just way over-pursuing the frontside linebacker, and then the cutback's just right there. Uh, Ovi's flying up the field. It's just gone. I, I, I'm going to put a lot of this on Kwiatkowski. I think, you know, when they when he decides to play like a light box and dare them to, uh, you know, run the ball essentially, and like this is all that team does. Like this quarterback really isn't that good. I never saw a, a throw that he made. I was like, oh wow, what a great throw. And BJ Foster took advantage of that. That interception was a great play instinctive yeah. you know jump jump a route he saw it the whole way and it was just cool they tipped it to himself and everything but yeah. Kwiatkowski decided to not do that and play light and god it was just very annoying <laughs> yeah we couldn't stop him that's ultimately I mean, how many possessions in a row did they score so, uh i think seven yeah we just we couldn't make stops and eventually it just wore us down i remember you making a comment about like why were the second string guys in at a certain point in the fourth that was so annoying uh and i think it's simply was just the fatigue um and maybe they just thought the game was on a hand wide risk injury but yeah it was 
remember a few times also where you noticed Brock Amar being out covering a wide receiver. Yes. Um, and that was still when the game was in control. So there was uh, a lot of confusion. And then also what frustrated me was that there was just so much space. You know, I feel like every time they crossed the line of scrimmage with the ball, it was like four or five yards until we had someone even near yeah. them. You know, and I know it's a very uneducated and untechnical way of describing. No, no, you're right. The technical answer is we were playing cover two with two high safeties, corners off the ball a little bit. So that really leaves, you know, your linebacker and whoever your nickel is. By the way, Anthony Cook had a good game. That one tackle was a great – I was a highlight tackle. That was really cool. Um, but you're, So that basically leaves your linebackers and your nickel to be the guys that, you know, the space that you're talking about. Well, you use a little motion on your whoever the nickel's on or covering, and ergo de facto, you got some space. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, Jaron Thompson started over Schooler. Uh, I don't know what else. The, uh, the DBs, like Deshaun Jameson, gave up one big pass. It was like 45 yards. But other than that, I actually think, think they played pretty well, especially in um, – and run support. What do you think um, total defense? I guess we start with rushing defense. What are we ranked right now? Out of 130 teams? Not good. I'm going to give a number. 100. 111. Oof. That defense performance reminded me of the BYU game on the road. I mean, it truly yeah. – it felt like we could not stop. Running running quarterback. Big running quarterback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A very much not that athletic quarterback, but we were making him look like a freaking Heisman. We made uh, him look like Cam Newton for sure, or, yeah, they, or they, Taysom Hill. You know, choose choose your choose your battle. Yeah, they definitely would not uh, stop talking about his love for Cam Newton, but uh, yeah, I forgot were, about it that. Was, it, it definitely hurt because I felt. Uh, I don't know what what was what was more disappointing for you, defense or off, uh, offense? Oh, good question. I, I'll say offense, just because that O line performance was so bad. I'll say offense too, because I feel like you know, like we've already mentioned a few times, the defensive performance was very much impacted by the offense performance. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that is true. I mean, yeah, you always talk, you always hear. I don't know, you always hear about the defense being tired because the offense sucks. I guess the offense kind of can control how much the defense the rest in between the defense, whereas the defense really can't, Correct. you know, if the defense does their job well, then the offense is on the, on the field as quickly as possible. But Correct. yeah, I'll say offense just because the quarterback play that was, you know, partly O-line, partly itself combined with a terrible scheme that we didn't want to shy that we couldn't change. So, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I, that was maybe a bad way of asking. I'm also like, what am I more concerned about in the long run is the offense. You know, I guess that that is where I'm like, okay, maybe we have systematic issues where we don't have the players that fit the guy we hired and it's going to be a set to figure it out all year and go seven and five. But more concerning was, you know, that, I mean, just the, I didn't like the end game decision of kicking that 52 yard field goal on the road. Dicker has truly, I mean, Dicker's a average kicker. He's he's had some very yeah. highlight moments to make him seem like this great kicker, but he's he's not a tier one kicker. No. So I wasn't a fan of that decision. I felt like that just added to the the tidal wave that was momentum from the the crowd. Yeah. Um, and then I think that also had an impact on his punt. I think he was rattled 
Um, I also yeah. don't really get why he is our punter too. Um, I feel like that's kind of confusing if your team is driving and on the 40 yard line, it's like, okay, do I need to practice punting or practice kicking? Like, what do, what do I need to be doing? So that's a little concerning to me. Um, yeah. That plays out. Um, yeah, the game management hasn't been great. No, yeah, I think – In both games. The punt – catching the punt, that's 100% on Dicker, and I think that can be corrected with a, a little more practice. Um, I just am concerned about the field goal accuracy and the decision to kick that on the road. It just seemed like a very forced decision. We could have pinned them back. The defense was, at that point, I believe, only down 3-0, maybe 10-0. Mm-hmm. Um, no, 3-0. Yeah, they, so- no, they the, the, they scored the touchdown – their first play after that, which there was no timeout because it was under 15, it was, you know, it was like 13 minutes left. That's right. First play was a run for 22 yards into Texas territory. Yeah, I don't know. I just that those that was a special teams um, impacts when we kicked the ball off well, we covered kickoff well. I mean, I, I mean it, it, there was nothing like that. Or punts were not once they were actually kicked were covered pretty well. But just the in-game coaching decisions there were something that kind of was uh, left a bad taste in my mouth. God, I forgot they scored on the first play after that fumble. Good Lord. Okay. Any, anything else on Arkansas? Shout out to Webb for just sending me an Instagram. Ooh. What do we, I think that's 30, 25 minutes in. I've really been working on that lately. I think it's 25, but I really don't know. I can't remember when we started. Well, uh, lost to fix from that game, but definitely uh, good to forget. I will say, best way to get over that game. Watching the 05 documentary, shout out to Nikki Heather <laughs> producing a very good documentary. If you've not watched it, it is available on YouTube. Um, all three episodes are. It's very good. I was mentioning the steward does a very good job of really talking about the buildup rather than the actual game, which is something we all haven't really seen before. Um, mainly because when I was, or excuse me, when we were all that age, we weren't really into like recruiting and really like how Vince got to UT, aka money. Um, but it's just, it was a good show, um, and if you are depressed about the current situation of Texas football, which you probably should be, that's a good watch because it reminds you of the good times and what it could be. Last note, I just we obviously drank a decent amount of the Kool-Aid thinking back on it because we both said we were going to win this game, and a week before we both said on our season preview that – well, you said that we were going to lose one of ooh-la-la or Arkansas, which you were right, and I said we were going to lose Arkansas. So – Maybe we did drink more Kool-Aid than we thought we yeah. did. I, I we guess that's kind of the point. We very much did. But shout out to Ford for his oh entertainment God. fourth quarter. Ford, Ford Roberts, Roberts gets MVP of that game. Like he, I, made me, he made me laugh when I when I really needed it in the fourth quarter. If, the, if yeah. you think that we were crying laughing harder than I've I've laughed in a long time watching that game, there's like no way they y'all were. I promise you, we were and. Ford Ford gets a hat tip on that one. <laughs> it was during the review of one of our touchdowns where it was tar- <laughs> targeting, <laughs> targeting, but they did not call targeting, and they I don't know they called something else, and it was just a, it was a good moment. So shout out to Ford for the comedy relief when I really really needed it. Yes, thank you. Also shout out Charlie. I think you get to see him on Monday. Okay, uh, we're playing the Rice Owls this weekend. The game. <laughs> Is at seven. It is on the Unicorn Network, I think. It is. It is. Um, you can bum off my parents. They're doing what's it called for the twenty class of twenty twenty. They're doing like specials and like they got like 
they might have gotten free tickets if or like the first you know five thousand did or something so that's gonna be fun i'm honestly kind of bummed i'm not going just because it's probably gonna be our only night game at home i just now realized that what do you mean the students from the 2020 class got free tickets yeah what because and they're because they're doing a big like they're doing the 2020 graduation and commencement this weekend what yeah they did it in the stadium they're doing it like a more real thing i don't know man they're just doing it you need to check your facts i'm not uh, those are the facts anywho whatever we're playing rice longhorn network you think it's only night game i disagree we'll probably have one somewhere actually you're probably right no we're not oklahoma states are only bet no i would say there's a better chance of tech being night game than oklahoma they already announced texas 11 a.m damn it (laughs) wait is it really Yes. Ooh, chance. Okay. I don't know what John's scheming up. Uh, most importantly, the Rice Band is not traveling. Um, I know people are going to be disappointed by that, but COVID, sure, you know, it's Rice. What do you expect? Uh, their quarterback is a McCaffrey. His name is John. No. Shane. What? Bill. No. Billy. I think the conference USA. Yeah. They are? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they are. Um that was your rope swing thing. Oh yeah, it was. Shout out to the ropes rope swing. Indeed. Um God, what's his name? He's a McCaffrey. What's his damn name? Scott. No. Anyways. He's he's not very good. I think he's thrown four picks already. Um, their D-line is their strength. Everywhere else, they kind of suck ass. Their best player slash receiver is hurt and is not playing. If we don't cover, we've got a huge problem. And if we win six games, I'll be happy. If we don't cover, is what I'm saying. Uh, wait, sorry, you're saying if we do not cover this If game? we do not cover, we are winning six games this year. And if we do cover, we win how many games? Seven? Okay. Like, how does covering this game make you feel any or more better? Like, it doesn't make me feel any better. It makes me feel a lot worse. Okay, good. That's what I wanted to make sure. Yes. Uh, What's the line? Sorry, I zoned 26. out. I don't think we cover. Really? Yeah. Shit. That's not good. Yeah, I guess you have... Luke H- McCaffrey. Oh, that's his name. Bill. Overrunner 52 and a half. Yeah, I guess you're right though. U of H kicked uh kicked rice up and down the field. Arkansas finally woke up and beat them up pretty good. Yeah, that was crazy. And UAB. Oh wait, no, that was their full game. Sorry. Uh, that's that's oh, I don't know, man. That's it's a lot. Like I could see us coming out, I like, get up by like 21 early and then kind of cool off. They get semi-competitive, and then we win by, like, you're right. I, I think we cover. I agree with you. I think we cover, too. Okay, let's go to some actual gambling. Um, Nebraska at OU, 11 a.m. on Fox. Oklahoma's minus 22. Rival of the Big 8 slash Big 12. Uh, Scott Frost is just a total dead man walking. He's – I don't know how you don't fire him at this point. But there was one game that could save your career at Nebraska. It's this game. I mean – 
this is definitely this is definitely like in the same realm as texas versus arkansas it's just like it's all the old people just like love it like all the old guys are oh we hate you know it's like well nobody really cares but still if they win this game that'd be huge for for austin he may not get fired i can't that's why i kind of like nebraska it's 11 a.m you know people are still asleep i i kind of want to take it I do. I would take that twenty-two. I would agree. I just don't think there's any way. I could see Oklahoma come out slow, but yeah, I honestly, I think the first half might be the bet. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I think once Oklahoma gets rolling and they figure out Nebraska, Scott Frost isn't going to have a response, and it's it's going to get ugly pretty fast. Running quarterback, you know, like you, you pick up a couple cheap first downs. Next thing you know, you 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 kick two field goals and get a touchdown and you're up you know 14 to 10 at halftime but yes I, I agree that's the guest johnson and joel clatt joel clatt nah, 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 nah. joel clatt all right next game uh bama at florida 230 cbs game minus 14 uh bama bryce young's first road game uh my alabama sources are skeptical because they have given up a lot of tackle tackles for loss the same amount that texas has um playing mercer and miami to not great defenses uh, Emory Jones, I believe, is the uh, Florida quarterback, and I think he's already thrown f- uh, four picks. So that's that's not good. I don't know. I, I still like Bama to cover on this one. I, I like the over, too. I think it's like 50, 57, 56, something like that. I'm going to take Bama. I agree. I mean, I don't know. Florida, didn't they struggle versus someone last week? Or am I making that up? I think you're making that up. Oh, well, I like Bama um, by 17. By 17? Yeah. That's your total, uh, what's it called? Prediction? Yeah, I think they win by 17. I don't know what the score is going to be, but I think they win by 17. Okay. Uh, last game, Auburn at Penn State. It's the wideout game, 630. Uh, sorry, State Penn. State Penn is minus six. I still don't think Bo Nix is a good quarterback. That Oregon game from two years ago just, like, is the only reason I think he's the starting quarterback. I, th- it seems like way too many points, though. I don't think Penn State's really shown anybody that they're unbelievable. That Wisconsin, like, win doesn't look great to me. and all of, But all of the money is on Auburn. I kind of want to – I don't know. This game makes no sense to me. I might just have to watch, like, the first quarter and live bet it. Is game day there? Uh, no, yes, I don't know. Wow, that was you all over. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) You you went in full circle there. Oh, game day for Old Main on Saturday, Penn State. Sorry, State Penn Athletics. I cannot wait for 10 15 p.m. Arizona State BYU. That's a great, that is a great Pac 12 after dark game. Oh, okay. I'll see your Arizona State BYU and I'll raise you Fresno State UCLA at 945. Ooh. Fresno's a good team, dude. They're is that good. At Fresno or at, uh, the Rose is that, Bowl? No, it's at the Rose Bowl too. 945. Sun's going to be setting. Are you kidding me? The, the Fresno lost to Oregon by a touchdown and murdered UConn and murdered whoever the hell CP is. I don't even know who that is. Cal Poly. Oh, yeah. This, How are you doing? This is a good offense. Really, really good offense. Yeah, those are going to be two good games to watch. I mean, hopefully our games will blow up. We can turn those on. That that What's his name? Yeah, Jake Hainer, Heiner or something like that. Right. 67 completions, 91 attempts. Already has 1,000 yards through three games. 
75% completion percentage with eight touchdowns. No, no picks. Fun to watch. Very, very, very fun to watch. I like, I took Fresno money on UCLA's trash, not frauds, absolute frauds. So who, let's do something new. What, who's the top 25 team that's going to lose this week other than the team that's playing like Alabama? That's, that's UCLA. Fresno State, UCLA is losing. Okay, so that's yours. This is a new tradition. We're going to do this. What's who's going to be the top so we're basically copying super dogs? No, yes, no, that's, that's exactly what we're doing. Super cats, dogs, dogs, dogs of great powers. Lucy, uh, what would no, you say? It's a bear. <laughs> what's what's what? Uh, who'd you say? North Carolina still ranked. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Ooh, ooh. Do I dare? Nah. Ooh. Does Iowa State choke against UNLV at UNLV? I mean, Purdy got benched, dude. Campbell's Campbell, I know he's been saying, like, I'm never leaving Iowa State. You don't think LA and USC sounds pretty good right now? I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Iowa State. Um, that's gonna be mine. What's the line on that? Eight? No, it's more. I don't know. Michaela Chester here. Whoa. Michaela Chester here. Yeah, I heard. Thank you. Golly. So uh, the, the line is, whoa, eight. What am I saying? The line's 31, dude. They're not. <laughs> okay. Oh, damn it. Okay. Yeah, that's yours. You heard it here first. You heard it here. We're sticking with it. All right. Well, thanks for listening. That was pretty depressing, but if you made it this far, let me know, and I'll uh, buy you a beer next time I see you. Have a good night, Webb. Uh, talk to you all next week. Let me know if you're going to Austin. Actually, please do, because I haven't heard of many people going. All right. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Okay. Bye. After all, what's done is done Sick and tired of being sick and tired Everything around you's going on The days drag on, nights last forever Every day's tougher just to keep it together Forget everything you've ever known Separate home You made a promise you couldn't keep A bet is not losing a bit of sleep Over how you're getting down the line Now don't you friend now don't you worry, well don't get in too much of a hurry Cause up ahead's that city limit sign Sick and tired of being sick and tired Everything around you's growing old Yeah, the days drag on, nights last forever Every day's tougher just to keep it together Forget everything you've ever known Except for home
towel in your hand oh, Memories, they're overrated All they do is get you damn frustrated And who needs that on their back? Starting over, cold turkey Washing your soul of everything that's dirty Seal your heart of every crack You're no longer sick and tired Everything around you feels brand new Yeah, the days fly by, the nights can be longer Every day you're just a little bit stronger Now that you spread your wings and flown Back to home